My name is Jeff Reitman, and I'm going to show you how to use expression scripting to turn a scene group crawl into something more compatible with the MOS workflow. For this exercise, I have myself a scene group crawl already built with five child text scenes within it and five child separator scenes to provide a decorative gap between my text scenes. Each of my child text scenes have a single text object called item text, and my scene group itself has five text objects, which are all contained on a layer object set to render and preview only. These are called item text one, item text two, item text three, so on and so forth. Each one of those numbered text objects is going to correspond with a different child text scene. With the MOS workflow, using the expression plugin, populating the text for the child scenes is a rather confusing task for the producers. So the goal here is to have the scene group scene bring in the text data from the expression plugin while the child text scenes pull the data they need from the scene group using a script. To do this, we're going to write a script on the onOnline method of each of the child text scenes. We'll start with the first child text scene, which I have named item 1. So let's go to the scene, right click on the scene object, and click edit script events. Like with any other expression script, we will first begin by examining what we have at the top of the screen in the events parameters. So it looks like we currently have the XP engine, which is called engine, and the XP scene, which is called self. Again, I'm going to assume that self refers to this particular child text scene. So if we're going to expect the scene to get data from the scene group, we're going to have to bring the scene group into the script. So as we usually do, we will begin by declaring the variable. So I'm going to type dim and then give my variable a name. I'm going to call this one crawl. Now the question is, what will we use as our data type? Well, we know our scene group is going to be some sort of object. So let's hop over to the SDK file and see what we have available. It looks like we have two candidates here that seem promising. We have the familiar XP scene object, and we also have the XP scene group object, which sounds a bit more precise. The good news is that both of these object types have a similar set of methods and properties, with the XP scene group containing a few extra methods and properties not available to the XP scene object. So while I'm sure either object type would work for this exercise, perhaps the XP scene group object gives us the most flexibility in case you want to do a bit more with your script. So on that note, let's go back to your script and finish declaring this variable by typing as XP scene group. Great. Now we need to use a method to get the scene group and assign it to our variable. So how do we do this? Well, the answer to this may not be so obvious. With expression scripting, there are multiple methods across a variety of objects to retrieve a scene. Each one fulfills a completely different purpose. If I wanted to get data that is directly inputted into the template scene, or in other words, data that is not entered through the take inspector or through the expression plugin, well then I would first retrieve the scene using one of the XP engine methods. Get scene, get scene by ID, and get scene by name. The problem with using this method for this situation is that the data I'm going to end up getting is just the placeholder text. 
If the scene data I want to use was inputted through the Take Inspector or the Expression plugin, the scene would have to be retrieved directly from a layer on the frame buffer using the XP Output Frame Buffer method, Get Scene on Layer. I find this method to be relatively easy, so long as you have a way of knowing exactly on which frame buffer and layer the scene will be taken online. Unfortunately, for those in professional newsroom environments, you probably know to expect a little chaos sometimes, and such things aren't always easy to predict. You can get values directly from the take items on the sequencer by first using the XP sequencer's get take item methods. From there, you'd have to use the XP take items get published object method, and then use the XP published objects method called get property string to retrieve the value and assign it to a string variable or some object's property that can accept a string. It's a bit of an endeavor to get data this way, but if the data you're looking for isn't expected to be online on a frame buffer, that could possibly be the only option you have. But then there's still the issue of having to know the take ID or some other identifier for the take item in order to properly use the getTakeItem methods. Fortunately, for this exercise, we have a method available that is a lot easier than everything I've mentioned so far, and it has the bonus of being layer and frame buffer agnostic. We're going to use an XP scene method called getParent. Like the name implies, the getParent method only works for scenes that happen to be children of a scene group. Fortunately, that appears to be exactly our situation. So looking at this method, it is only looking for one argument, which happens to be the reference variable. We have that already. It's named crawl. So let's go back to our script and call the method. Okay. Back in expression, I'll type self because the method is coming from our scene object, then a period, the name of the method, which is get parent, and then I'll open up parentheses for my argument. And now I'll type in the name of my variable, which is crawl. Let's close the parentheses, and now we have our scene group. Okay, now the goal here is for each of my child scenes to pull data from a single text object's text property on the scene group. So being that this is the first child scene, I'm probably going to need the text object called item text one. So let's dim a variable for it. I'll call the variable parent text, and while I'm at it, I'll create a variable for the text object in this scene as well, because I need to feed the data from parent text to the text object in this scene. So on that same line, I'll declare a variable just called text. I can declare both variables on the same line because both variables will have the same data type, which is XP text object. So I'll finish my declaration by typing as XP text object. Now I need to retrieve both of the text objects and assign them to their variables. We know the first text object lives on our scene group scene, which we have now, called crawl. So I'll make a call to my crawl object, type a period, and then use the getObjectByName method to retrieve the XP text object. This method uses the name as string argument for its first parameter, so we'll go ahead and type in the name of our text object on the text group, which was item text one, and make sure to put it in quotes. Next, I'll input a comma to separate my arguments and fulfill the second argument, which is looking for my reference variable called parent text. I'll close my parentheses, and then I'll repeat the process for my other text object. 
This time, I need to use the self variable because the other text object we're looking for is on this scene. So I'll type self, period, then get object by name, then we'll open up the parentheses and type in the name of this text object, which is item text in quotes. A comma to separate the arguments and then our reference variable, which is text. And now we'll close the parentheses. So now that we have both text objects, we just need to take the text property data from our scene groups text object and feed it to our text property of the text object within this scene. So we'll start by typing in the property that is receiving the new value. So I'll use my variable called text and call for the text property of that variable. And then I'll type an equal sign to let the software know that I want to assign a new value to this property. Now I'll type in the variable of my scene group's text object, which is parent text, and call for its text property. Great, the script is finished. Let's compile it. Looks good. But that's just the first child scene. I have four more to do. But the good news is that all of these scripts should be identical, except the name of the scene group's text object. So I can just go ahead and copy this entire script to my clipboard, and we'll bring it into the other scenes and then just make the modification. Alright, I have everything copied over. I've compiled everything. So let's take it to the sequencer and have a look at our scene group's take item. So theoretically, at this point, I should be able to type right into the text objects on the scene group, either here or on the expression plugin, and the child scenes will take this data and display it crawling across the screen when the scene group gets taken online. Let's see if it works. Looks great. We now have a scene group crawl that we can use in the Moss workflow. Hey Jeff, it's Patrick. I'm over in the newsroom and I'm gonna try this template out. So I'm gonna go into my Moss workflow using Inception and I'm in my expression HTML5 browser. I'm gonna double click on that crawl template and I'm just gonna put some generic text in here. So watch how fast I can type. Add this to my story, save my story, I will publish it. Now let's go into the control room and see what happens. Okay, so I've got my virtual frame buffer here and I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna run in my 
remote sequencer, I'm gonna launch that crawl, and guess what? You can see that it's actually crawling on my screen. So, Jeff, you've made a great tool for doing a crawl in a MOS-enabled newsroom, and this allows the journalists to build their crawls inside the MOS plugin. This is absolutely awesome.